And we're live. Welcome to the Sazcast, baby. All we talk is money. All we talk is money. We are now currently on episode 15. They, they said we wouldn't make it to 10. They said we wouldn't make it to 12. Look at us sitting at 15. Little quinceanera time right now, right? Special guests in the building. David Pata, special guest. Marcelo Hernandez. You might recognize this young man from, I think, episode 3. And now he's back in the building. Marcelo, welcome back, sir. Buongiorno, my friend. Buongiorno. Back, Marcelo. Like a, like a true half Dominican, half Cuban guy, he says, buongiorno. Buongiorno, baby. <laughs> okay, he's been traveling all over the world. How you feeling, buddy? I've been good, dude. I've been good. I've been traveling a, l- a little bit, been seeing the country. Yeah, performing. You were with, what comedians were you with? I was with Gilbert Gottfried yep. uh, a, a week ago, the legendary Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. And um, I also did some shows with uh, Tim Dillon earlier this Tim month. Tim Dillon. Gilbert, give me your Gilbert best Godfrey, Gilbert wow. Godfrey impression, if you can. If you oh, dare. Oh, man. Um, oh, wow. Aflac. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got paid. I forgot about that. Dude, the money there, baby. The voice. Can you, can you give me one? Can I you don't, give, I'm not really Gilbert good at Godfrey. it. Gilbert Godfrey. Just do one. It's a very, you do it. You do it. It's a very annoying voice. It He's is. made it. He's, some people you know, make it on their skills. Some people make it on their looks, like David. Some people make it on their humor, maybe like me, or maybe some money. Whoops. Some people make it on their business uh, Savviness like PBD, that guy made it on his voice. 100%. His annoying voice. Yes. But good for him. You got to, you know, work with what you got. David, how you feeling? You just got back from New York. You saw your favorite band. I'm hyped up for you. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. I'm ready to talk some money. And Tiffany is walking in with what will be holding me over for the next uh, two hours. What is that? It's a nice, warm cup of American Joe. I can kind of Thank you, you, Tiffany. Thank you, Tiffany. Tiffany. Way to go. Tiffany runs our social media here. But anyway, welcome to the Sazcast. All we talk is money. All we talk is money. If you don't know, I'm your host, Adam Sosnick, for the name, the Sazcast. There we go. And I'm here to help you build your wealth and save that money. David, what do I say every episode about most people? Most people are broke. Most people also what? Uh, Most people won't take an hour out of their day to watch a show like this. Most people don't want to improve. (laughs) Don't be like most people. What do I say about most people? They're broke. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, that's true. I didn't say most people are poor, but they are broke. They don't know what to do with their money. Like we talked about with Seinfeld. You can get the money, but what do you do with the money? Right, right. You can take the reservation. Anyone can just get money. Anyway, the purpose of this show is to basically get you guys up to date with what's going on in the financial world so you don't have to do it yourself. So our goal over here is to find the most value-taining financial stories of the week, scrub them up, and make them sound nice for you. We kind of we want to bring value. What would also what do we want to do, Marcelo? We want to tain. We want to tain. That was not scripted. So don't be <laughs> like most people. Thank you. Um, you guys ready to talk some money? Let's I'm ready, dude. Okay, it, dude. listen, let me tell you something. Arguably the most important thing that someone can have, okay? You might say health, wealth, you know, friends, family. No matter where you're at, there's something very important you should have, and that is confidence. Mm. Confidence is key. Confidence, whether it's business, it's sports, whether it's relationships, whether it's life, just being confident. I don't even know what I'm talking about half the time, but I'm confident. (laughs) I'll tell you, hell, I believe it. I do know what I'm talking about. Anyway, confidence is key. And then part of that confidence, David, Marcelo, friends out there in Valuetainment land, in YouTube land, let me say hi. David, if you see some people, some of our friends, you can say hi to them while we're doing this. Usual suspects. John. Part of, I'm pulling this up, 
part of confidence are the words that you use. And certain words are more effective than others. Certain words can go a long way, while certain words might hurt your cause, right? So there's some experts. You know, when you think of words, there's experts like uh, linguists, psychologists, recruiters, CEOs even, that basically say these are the words that you should use and these are the words that you should stay away from. So let's get into this list. What do you think? Let's do it. So you ever have a conversation with somebody and they say, so here's what I'm saying on uh, page three, uh, you can see that the uh, TPS report, does that make sense? No. Does zero. that make sense? Zero clue. Does that make I sense? I completely zoned yep. out after you said so that. What they're say- <laughs> so what they're saying is the, the whole does that make sense doesn't, it's not a productive question. Why is that? It's because what they're saying is that you, you should ask for is what are your thoughts? Because basically what you're looking for is feedback when you say, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Mm. They're either going to say yes, or if the answer is no, they're still going to say yes because they don't want to sound stupid. Does that make sense? No. Of course they're going to say yes for the most part. So when you say yes, you're just kind of just moving the conversation along. So the difference between saying, does that make sense? Or what are your thoughts is getting feedback or just getting a yes or no question. Marcelo, does that make sense? Yes. Um, <laughs> what are your I, I I'll, I'll Mar- say, but Marcelo, yeah. what are your thoughts? Um, well, I think the... What you it, see how he's speaking now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Go, go. What, I, I was going to say that. What it really, yes. what it really works yes. on doing is making the people talk. It's like, yes. if you say, does that make sense? They don't have to be paying attention or not. Exactly. They can just say yes, and then you're moving on. But if you say, what are your thoughts? That's also kind of being like... Were you paying attention? Yes. You know what I mean? Give me some feedback. David, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. How awkward. Oh, what? How, uh, <laughs> how awkward? Yeah, like what are your yeah. thoughts? Right. Well, man, I wasn't I think even you listening. Made a, made a great point. Anyway, so words matter. Little things like that. So rather than saying, I, I actually had a, a phone call with a, with a colleague or a business guy, and after every point he made, he said, does that make sense? Oh, God. And I just by default said, yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't paying attention, you know, five minutes in. We spoke for a half hour. Does that make sense? It was almost like it was something that was built into his DNA. Like he took a class and said, does that make sense? And he was told to repeat it. So basically, number one, replace does that make sense with what are your thoughts? And you'll get actual feedback rather than a yes or no response. I like it. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you. We're looking to make sense. (laughs) Two cents. All right, number two on this list, instead of saying, maybe we should try, or maybe we should go here, how about maybe we should do this, what you should say is, let's try. No maybe. No maybe. It's basically the difference between being confident, let's do this, Mm. or being wishy-washy, maybe we should go to the movies. Maybe we should go to the Mexican restaurant. Let's try the Mexican restaurant for dinner with confidence. Wow, how authoritative. Wow. How authoritative. You're showing up. And and they can reject you. They can say, no, I don't want to try it, but yeah. th- at least you sound like you're sure of what you're saying. Confidence. This whole thing is about confidence. Are you believing in what you're saying? Let's try the new sushi restaurant. Maybe we should try the new sushi restaurant. Do you see how his voice changed? You see how, Do you see how the how, voice that's changed? That's how I knew. <laughs> that's, that's how you knew, yeah. that I was being more confident 100%. on the first one. Exactly. The voice changed. So... Uh, May so stop basically the 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 the, the using the word of maybe mm. words matter again confidence matters confidence is key okay right so maybe we should try stop using 
we does that make sense or stop using does that make sense see what i did there no none of that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> so that's number two you either believe in what you're talking about or you don't and the maybe is sort of a disclaimer that you don't know what you're talking about david okay uh number three on this list uh, to help your confidence lose the butts mm. lose the butts i'm not sure but i think we should go to the mall today or this might be a stupid question but what do you thought no or i don't want to be too pushy but can i have another soda relax so what they're saying to say instead is whatever you were going to say after the butt okay gotcha. basically they're saying don't add disclaimers mm. to undermine yourself so i don't want to be too pushy but can i get another refill on my soda rather than doing that is just be pushy. Can I have another refill of my soda? Mm -hmm. Okay, and when you when it applies to business, I don't want to be pushy, but uh, you were going to get back to me with feedback on the new design uh, oh. layout of the the plant. All right, hey, you were going to get back to me with the design layout. What's the status? They're basically saying the whole concept here is just like get to the point. Get to the where's the stop button? using disclaimers. There it is. Stop undermining yourself. Okay. There's that. Any thoughts on that? Oh, what are your thoughts? What are I, your thoughts? I agree. I think uh, disclaimers hurt you no matter what. There's, it can't help you to put a disclaimer. I might be an idiot, but it's like, dude, just say what you're going to say. Mm -hmm. Disclaimers don't help. Unless it's medicine. Then you should include disclaimers for Ooh. legal purposes. Yes. Take this X, Y, and Z. Yes. But if you're pregnant. Yeah, but if you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. If you're carrying child, you might yeah. not want to do that. Okay, number four. We just talked about lose the butts, lose the justs. Lose now, this is something that I do in emails all the time. Hey, Rick, just, just touching base. I do that all the time. Hey, Sally, just wanted to see how you're doing. Hey, Bill, just want to find out what's – just shut with the just. Yeah. That's what they're basically saying. They just say, just say, touching base, finding out. Again, this is – we talked about not using a disclaimer unless someone's pregnant or whatever, you yeah, know. yeah. Uh, or che checking the medicine, whatever that was. The just is just softening your message. It's sort of like you look weak. Yeah. You look just, weak. Again. That's all it, I'm doing. What was that right there? Just, just, just look yeah, at the sun. Just, just, just look at the... <laughs> just, just checking in. Just checking in. You don't need that. That's all. Yeah. It's, just okay. shut up. <laughs> just say what you were going to say. Just say it. So it's, it's, like, it's almost like you're apologizing, right? It's like saying, I hate, I hate to bother you. Yeah. Just wanted to... Also, I'm bothering you, sir. What's the status of the TPS report? Right. Also, like with, uh, I feel like if you're asking somebody out or anything like that, you know, I was just wondering if yes. it's like, I was just wondering what you're doing uh, Saturday night. What are, what you, are you doing, doing Saturday, Saturday night? night? <laughs> Tell them. Dude, it's honestly true, though. Yeah. I think, like, in general, like, no matter what business you're in, like, even if you're, like, flipping burgers somewhere, if you were, like, need help, and you're like, hey, I just wanted to see if you could help me over yeah. here at my station. Let me get a little help over here, buddy. Exactly. I would send you, like, I'd be like, yes. oh, this person is weak. I don't have to listen to them. Damn. Well said. <laughs> so anyway, we talked about not adding disclaimers. We talked about not adding words that soften your message. Mm. Again, not confidence. You know what possibly is the least confident word that you can constantly use for no reason is the word Sorry. Stop apologizing oh, yeah. if you haven't done anything wrong. 
If you messed up, you, you screwed up, you did something stupid, apologize. Man up and do it quickly and do it on point. I'm so sorry. Like, this is for sure. But if you didn't do anything wrong, why are you apologizing? Hey, I'm sorry to bother you, yeah. but I just wanted you to know that my car is broken. You know, you're not bothering me at all. Just tell me this is what happened. Hey, I'm so sorry, but uh, would you mind moving? Like, to just, hey, would you mind moving uh, a couple feet away? That's not a big deal. So what they're saying to use instead is, excuse me, because you're, you're butting in on what they're saying. Excuse me. So psychologists basically say that the people that use the word or overuse the word I'm sorry lack confidence mm. again confidence is key confidence is key right. and you, why do you think you see like really let's just call a spade a spade here not such attractive in the face guys Dang. with pretty women confidence. confidence and money and money and money and maybe that's but, true but for, with money comes confidence more so the money but yeah <laughs> but, but, but more so the money <laughs> and maybe that's true for jobs too you see guys that are not that smart but they got a great job or they're high up in the company mm-hmm. and you're like damn that guy's not that quick on his feet but he's got confidence yes you know what i mean Marcelo, yes, Marcelo. you have confidence. Perhaps I, I'm definitely. It's definitely gotten me out of a few tight binds. If like I'm saying yes. a joke that sucks or that doesn't really work, but then I just spit it out with some confidence. Yep, might have saved my ass once or twice. David, yeah, you have confidence. Yeah, I bet you were dating a girl at one point who said, "I'm not that into." Uh, you know, good-looking guys. We'd have to go into that. I mean, I, I, I also don't know where this is going. I don't, I don't know, know where you're, you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know I'm where just, you're bringing that up. I'm just saying you have confidence. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. calling him ugly? I'm not saying that. The girl that he was dating did. <laughs> <laughs> but she liked his confidence. Right. Well, I'm the not power. saying In that. addition to his mustache. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The, wh- but the point is this. <laughs> confidence is key, ladies and gentlemen. If you're ugly, if you're dumb, if you're not talented, Confidence. I'm telling look, you. Just look at David. Just <laughs> look at his stupid face. Look at Adam. Look at that mustache. Confident. Confidence. No clue what I'm talking about. I'm going to sell you everything. This is what you need to do. Confidence. But confidence is key. And listen, last but not least, we talked about um, using what are your thoughts rather than does that, uh, does that make sense? Because you can get better feedback. We talked about being direct with let's try rather than Maybe let's try. We talked about losing the butts, but this. We talked about losing the just. Just wanted to. We talked about stop saying sorry. But let's give a little bonus right here. Because when I hear people say this, it drives me mad. Know what I'm saying? So, you know, I went to the park the other day. You know what I'm saying? So Whoa. then, you know the know what I'm saying? The You know what I mean? The, no. Which is, does that make sense? This, which, okay. 100%. Which is it's the, just. It's the, yeah. They're basically saying, you know what you should say instead of, you know what I'm saying? Nothing. Right. Stop saying that shit. Right. Yeah. I saw a guy say that he was, uh, he plays sports. He was giving a uh, press conference. And, you know, uh, the Raiders, they did a good job. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but our team, we tried real hard. You know what I'm saying? And uh, eventually, you know, we didn't win the game. You know what I'm saying? But, no, buddy, I, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Just say it. Right, but that's also a business where you don't really got to speak that well to succeed. But if you're a regular, if you're in sales, if you're in work, if, even if you're a comedian, I got to stop saying you know what I mean. I say it a lot. So I As a comedian? 100%. I say it a okay. lot, and I shouldn't. I should just be silent. So I think, you know, in sports it's different, but, like, if you're a salesman or a manager mm-hmm. or, like, you know, somebody that has to lead, you can't be you know what I'm meaning. You know what I'm meaning. Because basically it's a filler phrase that means yeah. nothing. nothing. It means nothing, and it actually irritates people. Know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. It's like you think they're dumb. You're like, are you keeping up with this? It's just, I think it's one of those words that has made it into the culture that nobody said, just stop this right now and just get, you know what other word? I, I And a friend of mine's father pointed this out to me and uh -oh. it, I was like, right there. I just did it. Like. Uh, the word like. Oh, right, yeah, right, right, right. I was like, what? I, was, I actually, there was a girl I'm kind of friends with, talking to, whatever. And in person, I, you know, we're, we're, we go out, we hang out, and I didn't notice it. But I called her on the phone, and I realized she said like every three seconds. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't notice it in person. But on the phone, because there's no extracurricular stuff going on, right. I'm just listening. And it's driving me mad. How much she said, it's like I went to the, you know, to the bar and like the guy said, like, and I don't, I was just chill out with all that. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> say less. Say, less, say is the, less is the lesson here. Say less. Say less. Work yeah. on how you speak. Anyway, exactly. Work on how you speak. Exactly. Thank you, Marcelo. No matter what business you're in, whether you're a comedian, whether you're a producer, whether you're the guy on the podium speaking, what, you know, sports or not. Words do matter. It's a huge part of business. So let yeah. me tell you something. It's not about, and it doesn't matter about brains, smart, resume. It's not about how much you know. It's about how you can convey what you know. Right. But, how well can you communicate it? Exactly. You know what other word I hate? Whatchamacallit. Why are we still saying whatchamacallit? I don't hey, like that. Hey, hey, hey. You can't like be an adult. You can't, you can't be a grown man and say whatchamacallit. I like a whatchamacallit. Oh, whatchamacallit. You don't like that. I'm not a fan of whatchamacallit. Who's, who's, stop hanging out with third graders, David. <laughs> uh, like, who's still using whatchamacallit? Be careful. There are people in this office. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Whoa, right. let's Sorry, not go there. Fired. Shots anyway, fired. guys, would you agree that confidence is key? Oh, 100%. Would you agree that words matter? Yes. Thank you, David. What is the one biggest takeaway you're going to take from this? What of these five, six things are you going to start doing less or more of since you've done this. And let me know in the comments if there's one of these that you said, you know what, I always write. Like for me, I always say, just checking in with you, email. Just checking in, yeah. wanted to see, just just wanted to send a follow-up. I'm going to stop that. Yeah. What are you going to stop that, doing or start doing? Go ahead, David. Yeah, that's mine. The just, the maybe we should try, the, uh, what was the, um, the, the first one? Does that make sense? I don't use that as much, but I have said it before. Those are the, the top three. Top I like four. saying, what are your thoughts? Marcelo, I'm done with, what are your thoughts? I'm, I'm done with you know what I mean. I've You're done been, with I that. say it a lot, man, on stage. I, it comes out, and I shouldn't. I should just leave it. I should say nothing. So I'm going to say you know what I mean less. So I'm going to say what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somehow that all came out as one word. <laughs> so I'm going to say nothing to mean less. Well, you know, uh, some people can't talk this fast. And for those people, <laughs> I am Respect sorry. to you. So that's that. Uh, David, if you would, as always, man the comments. Yeah, see if there's absolutely. anything going on. I know our friend Louis Alpha is all about that Sazcast life. But again, it's not about how much you know. It's about how you can convey Ooh. what you know. Right. Juan Garcia has another filler word. What he said? The word so. Hmm. Mm. So then, so, uh, maybe. Okay, Actually, David. the more as I say it, maybe not. Anyway, numero dos. Ooh, numero dos. Let's move on. Listen, you just came back from New York. You I just did. came back from where were you again? We were in Virginia. Okay, I was just in Orlando. Whoa! I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in person meetings are back. 
Mm. Conferences mm. are back. Yeah. I don't know. Well, here at Valuetainment, we were back like, like, yeah, a well, year ago. I don't ago. think we were ever gone. Okay, but we had the vault. We missed the vault in 2020, but we had it in 2021. But slowly but surely, full-on conferences and meetings are coming back. I was just at my first major insurance conference in two years. Mm. So, you know, we all know that I have another career. Yes, you do. In the finance insurance uh, We're very proud perspective. of you. Thank you, That's sir. That's where you do most of the Thank talking. Thank you, sir. That's where I do most of the talking. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And... It was the first event in two years. So it was great. So it made me think about a video that I did about six months ago called Seven Ways to Network Better. So I looked at the video. It's doing pretty well. Check it out on YouTube, Valuetainment Economics, Seven Ways to Network Better. I wanted to bring up some of the key points, get your guys' perspective, and see if it still ranks true six months later. Why would it not? But again, six months ago, there weren't in-person meetings. Right. So can we do this quick rundown real quick? What are your thoughts, Marcelo? Ooh, there it is. Already implementing That it. makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> Go for it. So number one, of the seven ways to network better, there's a lot of don'ts in here, things to don't do. Number one was don't show up blind. What does that mean? A lot of these meetings or conferences will have an agenda or a pre-attendee list is what it's called. Basically, who's going to be registered to show up? Who's going to be there? And the number one thing that you should understand is from that list, I have to meet these three people. There's going to be a 1,000 people at this conference. These are my main targets to meet. Right. A lot of these conferences, some day, sometimes it's one day, sometimes it's three days. Very rarely is it longer than that. But there's going to be a 1,000 people there. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Make a list of who you want to see and meet those people. So that's number one. Don't show up blind. Now, if there's no attendee list... Maybe that means showing up and seeing what's the schedule looking like. Because sometimes you can just show up like, I don't know what's going on. You're just kind of lost at these meetings or these conferences. But you can show up, go on the website, go on the app, and say, all right, this is the schedule. This is going to be there. Go in with a game plan. As always, a game plan is always a good thing. That's number one. I also think that these are seven things that not only help you network better, but just help you have better relationships in general. Like, I think, like... No matter what you're doing, whether because maybe not a lot of people are going to networking events, mm-hmm. but they're going anywhere. They're going to a job interview. They're going to a business meeting. They're going to, you know, meet somebody that could potentially give them a job in the future. Like all these things ring true for anything yes. you're pulling up to. Professional. You brought up a good point. Not a lot of people go to networking events. Right. And my response to that is, why not? No matter what field you're in, you could still go to networking events, business meetings, conferences. Come to the vault. It's your give a shit level. How much do I actually give a shit the about The give this? a shit level. What story was that? Uh, we talked about that. What's your did. give a shit level? I think two weeks ago. Oh, ways to become a top performer. Yes. Here, yeah. Do you give a shit? That's yeah. probably the most important. Man, I don't give a shit. All right. Yeah. Well, clearly you're not going to perform well. Thank you, David. You're on point. That coffee. Number two, don't show up late. Okay? This ain't a party. All right? It's, sometimes it's cool. The party starts at 9, you stroll in at 9.45, 10, you go, you know, you're with a couple friends, you show up late, that's kind of cool, fashionably late. You know, party starts at 9, you're there at 8.45, it's like, dude, like, how eager are you to be here? It's kind of how we roll with this podcast, fashionably late. <laughs> fashionably late, exactly. But to these conferences, especially if it's the conferences from noon to 5 o'clock today, get your ass there at noon. Right. Like, don't be late. Don't show up fashionably late. 
to a business conference. It's like a business meeting. If you have a business meeting, you show up on time. There's nothing fashionable about being late to business. Not late to business. Zero. What are your thoughts, Marcelo? Don't be late, dude. Uh, what is it? Um, there's there's a weird feeling you get when you are late. Like you just feel inferior. Like you walk in there and everybody's there earlier than you and they look at you. They look down on you, right? It's like this energy. It's like, oh, this poor, look at this poor kid. You always make all the noise. Where can I sit? He doesn't have his oh, life together. Where can I sit? Where, where can I sit? Excuse me. Hey, I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Check in. That's where you. That's yeah. where you start to throw excuses. It's just it looks weak upon you. Let me tell you something. And I am someone who is notorious for running a little bit of late. We run five minutes late for this podcast today for business meetings. I show up again. I was in Orlando for yeah. three days. The conference started Monday. When did I show up? Sunday night. Checked in the hotel, ready to go. Just a little perspective yeah. for you. By the way, guys, just a little perspective. To the people watching, we are ready at four p.m. We're all sitting, and we all decide to be a little late. Just for just the to, sake of fashion. Oh, well, kinda, just make them wait. Fashionably late. Thank you, David, for that. Go ahead. Number three, don't be sloppy. Mm. This, to me, Girl. I don't know if it's the most important, but it's high up there. I just came from this meeting, and there was a group of men speaking mm. uh, with, a, uh, with another man. Ugh. And th- the man was giving the presentation, and the other group of men, I know that they were thinking the whole time, dude, you got to lose like 100 pounds. <laughs> The guy was 500 pounds, sloppy. It was a mess. Mm. But not only was he physically, his shirt was untucked, just didn't look good. I told the story about this. Some guy showed up in a meeting, I swear to God, on my life, with about a pound of ear hair coming out of his ear. Like, <laughs> did you not look in the mirror, Sergey? Sergey. It, it, come correct. Look right. in the mirror. Yeah, because you can. I be, don't care if you're in shape, out of shape. You could still look good. I was going to say you can be a cleaned up fat guy. Exactly. You can totally be. We have friends here that are cleaned up fat guys. Name they one. look good. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Marcelo, I know you're a fashionable guy. You don't show up too fashionably late. You're not sloppy. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, as you know, my mom would say, "Represent the family." So Ooh. represent your family. Don't embarrass the family. You go out don't there and f- embarrass me out don't there, Marcelo. Don't embarrass me. So don't embarrass yourself. I think it, it, there's a big, especially nowadays, dude. You gotta smell good. You gotta like. There's no excuse, bro. Mm-hmm. There's so many products you can use. You gotta smell good. You gotta look decent. It all goes back to your give a shit level. Give a shit you level. Actually, give a shit about how you're viewed. Don't be sloppy. Dude. Now, number four is something that I know for a fact, David, Marcelo, myself do not have a problem with. Number four is don't be shy. Ah. Don't be shy. Introduce yourself. Give a firm handshake. Say what's up. Crack a joke if you need to, to ingratiate the audience a little bit. Be memorable. Nobody likes a wallflower, unless you're like the smartest guy in the room and it's like, all right, just give him the report, so deal with it later. But don't be shy at a networking event. Don't be shy. Yeah, that's the whole point of the networking yes. event is to uh, network. Like yeah, right. if you go there and you're shy and you're, it's a two-day conference and you spend 48 hours there and you meet zero people and you got zero business cards, if you transacted zero business because you were afraid to get out of your comfort zone, a.k.a. your comfort zone will kill you, you're dead in business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't be shy. A hundred percent. I agree. Thank you, sir. You're not a shy guy. Were you ever shy? Um, I am a little bit shy in the inside, definitely. I don't like Really? Yeah, I always get nervous when I have to talk to people. But I have found that if you are shy, that moment when like you break out, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Like you yeah. kind of it's a it's a good moment. Also, people 
people like it when you take your opportunities. Like, if you think about it, all these rappers, all these hustlers, like, they freestyle in front of the guy when he's walking to his car. There was a guy that freestyled in front of Drake, mm -hmm. like, on that while Drake was getting into his car. And yeah. He got to know him. Like, there's a lot of moments like that in history that you're like, dude, they just gotta do, you just got to do it. Yeah, because worst case scenario, Drake just drives away. Best case scenario, he's like, yo, that was sick. Uh, here's exactly. my whatever. Right. So, so there's a lot shy. of risk reward I'm of an, being I'm shy. an extrovert. You're an extrovert. You, I would say, are an extrovert with some tendencies to be shy is what you're saying. Sure. So, you know, half of people are extroverts, half of them are introverts. So here's my advice to the introverts out there, because the extroverts, they're going to be okay. Introverts. Okay. Take a deep breath. I know you're scared. <laughs> I know it's not what you want to do, but think of the big picture. Is it better for you to get out there, shake some hands, you know, make your rounds at these meetings and get some business done? Or is it easier for your ego and for your comfort level to be shy and not really, free, you know, meet people? Right. I think you know the answer to that. So sometimes introverts can, you know, have very productive careers in what they do. Right. But sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone. Your comfort zone will kill you. So that's advice to the introverts. Out and there. maybe even plan it. Whenever I'm really nervous, whenever I'm feeling shy and I have to talk to somebody that I think is kind of out of my league, I plan something to say. I go, I'm going to bring this up. And then that's then okay. I'm gonna be safe. Go in with a game plan. Go in with a game Don't plan. Don't show up Don't blind. Go blind. Boom. Boom. David, that cup of coffee is waking you up. I love it. Number <laughs> five. This is for the selfish people out there. This is for the people that want to make it all about themselves. Mm. Number five. Don't make it all about you. I, At a networking meeting, you're there to meet people to hear their story. Right. You're not there to tell your story to everybody. Okay. Make it about them. We always talk about this. The best sales thing you could do, not telling. Selling isn't telling. Selling is asking. Yeah. Ask questions. And you know what you do after you ask the question? Shut up and listen. Listen to their answer. Okay, that makes sense now. I was wondering, well, well you said, you said, you said, that's very, you said that you didn't want to spend that on this. So here's my suggestion. You had mentioned that, oh, this guy is actually listening. Holy moly. So don't make it about you. Marcelo, I don't want to make this about me. I don't want to make this a, I want to make this about you. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I think it makes sense. You notice a theme here. It makes sense. <laughs> People like to talk about themselves. It totally makes sense. If you're ever talking about somebody that's bigger than you or they're, you know, in a, in a higher place and, you know, if you just talk about yourself the whole time, they're like, mm, this isn't that interesting. I'm actually doing really interesting things. Maybe you should ask about me. Or it's like someone who says... If uh, I met Shaq tomorrow, yeah. I probably wouldn't tell him about me too much. <laughs> I probably would ask yeah. him some questions about him. Well played. Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's a great approach to meeting anyone. I mean, that's what I do is I just ask. I, like what right. you said is 100% true. You just ask because... Who doesn't like talking about themselves, right? They they want to talk. You just allow of that. Of course. And then you become more of a mystery because they know everything about me. I know nothing about that. And then they ask you. And now you're in a conversation. Now you're in a conversation. Yeah. Now you both care. So a part of that, you ever dealt with this person who's like the one upper? Yeah. So yeah. David, I just got back from New York. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm from New York. Yeah. Where were you? Oh, I was in the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. I, what, did you? Like, it's like, dude, I'm telling you my story here. I don't need you to one up. Right. I went to the heat game. I was at the heat game too. Thanks, bro. Telling my side of the story here. So don't make it about you. <laughs> I played for the heat. I played for the heat. <laughs> heat player slept on my couch. <laughs> um, number six, don't be an amateur. This is an amateur hour over here. Even if you've been there for a week or a month or it's your first year in the business, act like you know what you're doing, okay? Know your stuff. At the very least, have an elevator pitch. You know how we said, 
Don't make it about you in number five. Number six, make it about you that at least you know your stuff in this regard. Elevator pitch. Tell me what you do in like 30 seconds or less. Boom, spit it out. Yeah. Or or whatever the most interesting thing about you is. Like you got to have that on hand. Like whenever you meet people, you got to be like, all right, this is what's going to be interesting to you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure when you talk to somebody, they go, oh, what do you do, Sosnick? You go, oh, I do this podcast. I also work in insurance. I do this and I do that. You have to have a quick way to say quick. what you do because you're not going to be able to talk for a long time and then have them stay in it. You got to have what you do. What do you do? You got to have a question. For, you got to have an you answer. You got to have an answer for that. You got to be a hook, too. Got to be a hook. Listen to your corner and watch out for the hook. Number seven, don't blow it in the end. What does that mean? You know how we talked about don't be late? Mm-hmm. This is kind of like the antithesis of that is stay late. You're at a business conference, okay? The ah, conference ends at five. Don't cut out at 4.30. Mm. Stay late. Mm. What I love doing is doing a final lap. Love doing a final lap. Anywhere. Parties. Anywhere. Always. Parties. Final lap. Mm-hmm. I get an Irish goodbye. Some people want to do that. Before the Irish goodbye, do a final lap. Mm-hmm. Is there someone I can meet? Is there something I could do? Is there some person that I somehow missed? Um, very important to do. 100%. The guard goes down. Once the party's kind of dwindling, everybody's guard comes down. You know what I mean? You go to the host of the party. Yeah. Hey, man, great party. And they go, you know what? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, hey by I'm just the way, about we're about to head out, but I just want to. Uh, or I... not even that. They go, you know what? We're actually going to head to this after party. Exactly. Or we're going to, or you know what? Uh, me and my wife, we've been dying to, you know, talk to you about this. Or me and my girl, we've been dying. <laughs> I'm telling you, a lot you know? of times it happens. Yeah. You stay a little bit late. I would stay late at comedy shows all the time. All the time. And that's how, at the end of the comedy show, once everybody leaves and you're hanging out with the producer, he goes, hey, man, do you want to do the show sometime? Bingo. Do you want to come on next week? It's like those. Also, do you know why staying late works? Mm hmm. Shows you care. You never yeah. stay late at something you don't care about. The give a fuck level. The, the give a give fuck, a fuck level. level. Just through the roof if you stay late. Yeah. Anyway, those are seven things that you can do better to network better. In person, meetings are back. It's official without a whistle. And this is actually happening. So hopefully you take something from this. For me, don't be, shy. Don't be sloppy. Don't be shy. Don't make it about yourself. Know your shit. Mm. 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 We all owned it up. Mm. Um, here's the final takeaway. Those are the seven things. So, like we said on the video, networking is where the conversation begins, not where it ends. So, after the networking event, there's two words that you have to do: follow up. Follow up. You can get all. You can have the best meeting in the world, have a great time, make all these contacts. And then you don't follow up with any of them. How the hell's business going to get done? Right. What's it's, everyone gives business cards these days. Obviously, or people these days will take picture on the phone and you know, all that f- fancy stuff. Follow up. Great book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. You got to care about people. You know, they always say, no matter what business you're in, you're in the people business. Yeah, you and are. these are seven ways to get better with your people. You know, they always say, Marcelo, your network is your net worth. If you add up the five people you associate with the most, that's who you are. So who you rolling with, bro? Feel me on that? Mic drop right there. Mic drop right there. So at this meeting, by the way, there was a special guest speaker. It was a pretty big deal. Um, Anyone here watch Shark Tank? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who's your favorite Shark Tank cast member? Who's your favorite shark? Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Cuban, Kevin O'Leary. He didn't say name the sharks. He said, what's your favorite shark? <laughs> this guy, Robert Corker oh, and yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are my top two. I can't have two of them. All right, all right, fine. How about you? 
Mark Cuban is my favorite shark. You know what? I would say Cuban too. But now, after this guest speaker, I got a, I got a new favorite. You got a soft spot? Why I got a soft spot because this guy crushed it. I'm talking about the people's shark, Damon John. Mm. He was mm. the guest speaker. That's he opened one. up this conference. You know, he founded FUBU, hip-hop, fashion, clothing. Yeah. Now he's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire on Shark Tank, Damon John. So he spoke at this thing. Let me tell you something about Damon John. Dude can tell some stories. Mm. Dude's got some flow. He's got inspiration. He's got comedy. He's got humor. He's got some, some you know, tugging on the heartstrings. The guy brought a DJ. Mm. Guy brought a freaking DJ. The ficket, 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 mix it up while he's talking. His shit was on point. It was, it was just actually a really good speech and presentation. You bring a DJ to your speech, yeah, that's, you that's ain't killer. playing around. Okay? Yeah. So he came correct. And more than anything, you know, we talk about confidence is key. When you're giving a speech, you know about this with stand-up comedy, relatability. Mm-hmm. Relate to the audience. Audience interaction. Crowd participation. Mm. Dude had it going on. I'll give him that. And um, he actually told a funny story about how when he was, you know, you know what FUBU stands for? You know that's his company, right? FUBU? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what it stands for? No. No. No, none of you. Zero. Okay. So he grew up in New York. Uh he was in hip hop. He was in fashion. He was trying to make his way into the hip hop, predominantly a black audience, obviously. So FUBU stands for for us by us. Mm. That mm. was his thing. But did you know that before FUBU, it was Bufu? <laughs> okay, <laughs> by us for us. Okay, and he Bufu. told the, he told this funny joke that the girls, the girl he was dating at the time, her brother was gay and he would always be very uh you know gay (laughs) Uh, as gay people are whatever and he was basically saying uh what's his boofu stuff (laughs) and he's oh that's my brand buy us for us he goes well in the gay community yeah uh, boofu stands for something else you can do the math on what b-u-f-u i knew this was gonna get sexual okay it's not sexual at all well, yeah, well, obviously when I brought the gay thing, but so he said, do you, do you know what I'm saying? No. But don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> don't I'm say not, that. I'm not going to say it. I'm not saying it. But don't anyway, he changed it to FUBU. The rest is history. And now we're watching him on Shark yes. Tank. And aren't, you, and aren't you guys glad that you got that little snippet? I mean, aren't you guys? <laughs> anyway, but it just shows that's marketing right there. Awareness, awareness, awareness. So he had FUBU. Now he's making a kill, and he's on Shark Tank. He's doing his thing, and he says that he's he's got five keys to success. Who, who is this? This is sh- this is Damon John, the People's Shark. Shark is he tank, up on the screen? How's he not legend. up on the screen, David? Oh, yikes. Holy shit! Asleep at the wheel, Damon John. Yeah. There he goes. I was so I was so uh, captivated by your... by the Bufu. But yeah, uh, Fubu is his uh, is his brand, and he's got five keys to success, and he spells them out with like an acronym: Shark. S H A R K for our spelling inept people out there. And these are the five keys to success according to the people shark Damon John. Number one S for shark, S is to set a goal. We talk about this all the time. Number one with your finances, have a game plan for your money, have a budget, have a business plan, whatever it is. For the people shark, it's to set a goal. For him, he wanted to make it in the fashion world with a little bit of hip hop vibe. That was his goal. Okay. And he said, no excuses. 
Straight up, this is what I'm accomplishing. I don't give a shit. I'm working on it. I'm grinding. He told stories about selling clothes out of the back of his trunk, you know, working on the corner on the block, going up, not being shy, going up to LL Cool J, begging him to do a commercial. Turns out LL believed in him. LL gave him a, uh, took, allowed him to take a photo with him, and the rest was history. I mean, after years and years of working on it. But basically, the dude set a goal. He worked on it. And then he just said, watch them unfold. Like Marcelo, you, your goal is to become one of the biggest comedians in the world and the biggest Latin comedian in the world. Is that not your goal at some point? It's probably a 10-year goal. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like you're okay. not doing this to be a normal, everyday comedian. No, no, no. You've got a goal. Right. And now you're watching it unfold. I met, I met you when you were 19. You told me you were 21 at the time. Yes. Nice. You're 19. Now you're 24. He had a goal to become a big-time comedian. Now he's... Literally touring the country with some of the biggest comedians on the planet. He had a goal. He worked on it. And now he's watching it unfold. Right. This yeah. is true. This There's is true more facts. Work, more work to be done. More work to be done. More work to be done. And look speaking at you now. Which, speaking of which, what's the next one? Speaking of, uh, the, speaking of more work to be done, the H in Shark is to do your homework. Mm. Right? Basically, he said, listen, nothing's new. Nothing is new. It's all just updated. And he gave a list of things that, nah, you know. You might think that this is new. That's just, they did that back in the day. And just basically worked on all these things that you think are new, but they're not. Okay? So he's saying, do your research. Look at data. Look at data. Data or data? Uh, Yes. Data. Which one is it? Yes. I'd say data. I I think data, too. Uh, And take inventory of where you're at. So do your homework. Okay? You think we just show up to this podcast, loosey-goosey style, and wing it? It's half homework. Half confidence. 100%. There it is. And we look at it. You look at what your performance, you look at how you're doing, you look at how the people are reacting. The give a fuck level is is real. That's right. And no matter what business you're in, you can look at data, right? You can look at core data. Qualitative data. data. Yeah. You can find out, get some feedback. Thank you, young men. Number three on the shark, if you're spelling S H A, I see what he did here. Is amor mm. for love? Oh, he had to go to Spanish. Love. You see, he went Spanish there, or like, Italian. Uh, Como estas? Innovative. Um, he says, "You gotta love what you're doing. Mm. If you don't love what you're doing, you could do it for a year. You can do it for two years, a couple of years. At some point, you say, I, I just don't want to be doing give this.' Give a shit level goes. Give a shit level, David. The give a shit level. Right. Thank you for that. Also, Seinfeld has a legendary quote about this. He's um he says that you can't do comedy for the money." Because mm-hmm. you'll get the money relatively quickly, and then what is your motivation? So, like, the idea that, let's say you're going to try to become a comedian, and, mm-hmm. you know, after five years or five to eight years, you, let's say you're paying your rent with comedy. You're touring this, you're doing this and that. Now, what is your, like, what's your ambition to look for more? It's right. like, if you're in it for the money and you're already surviving, then that's it. Then you're kind of done. Yeah. So it's like, you can't do it for the money. You got to do it because you love it. You'll see. We're going to get to that in a second. So also, in addition to got to love what you're doing, it's the who do you love? Like, what's your motivation for him? He told a story about his two daughters. He would do anything for them. Neither of us have kids that I know of. But at some point, we're all going to be fathers. We're going to be husbands, what have you. Who are you doing this for? Right now, we're doing this for ourselves. Right. Right? So that's his thing. I'm more love what you're doing. And who are you doing it for? Are Remember, remember, remember where you came from. Remember that you are the brand 
and to know yourself. Remember who you are is basically what it is. He's basically saying, we talked about an elevator pitch in the last segment. Be able to summarize your brand in two to five words. All we talk is money. Save that money. That's my brand. Marcelo, what's your brand? Comedy in two to five words. Jokes, mi amigo. Jokes, Jokes. me amigo. Amigo. I don't know. I like that, but work on that. Jokes, brother. Yeah, right. 100%. Work on that. Five words or less. David. Uh, I don't I haven't figured it out yet. What, well, you work on brand? That. So for everyone out there that's working on a brand, working on your personal brand, two to five words. This is what he says. And this is something interesting. Speaking of knowing your brand, know yourself, knowing who you want to be, knowing what you want to do. He says, when and he gave a little, little peel behind the curtain of Shark Tank, he says, we don't invest in companies. We invest in people. Mm. The people business. We're all in the people business. Okay, so R, remember who you are, remember what you stand for, and remember you are the brand, Marcelo. Jokes, me amigo. <laughs> yes, baby. And, and letter K for our people following along is to keep swimming. This is a little sentimental part of it. It's more life advice than business advice. He's saying, look, life is short, and it can be shorter than you even know. He says at one point, he didn't, he didn't really, this wasn't public knowledge, he had throat cancer, and he showed uh, he showed a uh, he had uh, something going on in his throat. Let's just call it that. And he said he almost died of cancer. And um, he's basically saying you got to keep swimming. And in order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. Don't be sloppy, aka right? Right. Get physicals. Get some blood work done. I know that all too well. It's not so much just what's going on, on the outside. Get some blood work done. If you haven't had blood work done, get that done. And then he says, look, while you're keeping swimming, you talked about not doing it for the money. What's your purpose? What's your motivation? He says, like, what does success really mean to you? And for him, it wasn't the money. It wasn't being on Shark Tank. It wasn't buying businesses. It wasn't social media likes. For him, as we talked about earlier, it was his two daughters and family. So what's the point of all this? Shark, right? Set a goal. Do your homework. Amor, for love, love what you do. Remember who you are and you are the brand. And K, keep swimming, playa. And at the end of this, he says, like, what's your, what's your why? Why are you doing this? So I always talk about, you know, there's no, you don't retire anymore. You're just what's called chilling. You own your time. No matter, you could be 30 and chilling or you might be 80 and chilling. But at the end of the day, know you're chilling. Know your why. What's your legacy? A lot of people, family legacy they want to travel the world they want to work on stuff they're passionate about donate their time but the big one is legacy and when we're willing to lucky enough to have a family one day that'll take care of itself thoughts on the people shark damon john man a lot to take away from it uh definitely puts things in perspective uh, and the way he kind of breaks things down i love that he used shark as an acronym for it um mm-hmm. yeah damon john honestly at the beginning of this i said mark i gave two people yeah He's not my favorite shark. Wow. Mm. Yeah, and I do agree that I like how he did the Amor thing because it could have been Schlurk. <laughs> but he said that doesn't, Amor. That's not catchy. Yeah, yeah and no, it doesn't Schlurk. go with uh, No, shark. shark. Amor, love. Yeah, and that's sloppy. Marcelo, what are your thoughts, buddy? Dude, I love it. I love, uh, I love all of it. Does anyone I'm motivated. It? I'm motivated. <laughs> I'm coming out of this motivated. Baby. You know what he's got now? Jokes, mi gente. Jokes, mi gente. Anyway, that's like uh, that. time for Jokes our wild me. money moves of the week. Here's the question for the audience out there. Whoa. Want 
feedback on this story. I want the feedback. I want you to tell me in the comments, David's going to be watching him, what you would do in this situation. What would you do if you found a large pile of cash and no one was around to see what you were doing? What would you do if you found a hundred grand on the floor in a bag? And no one was around no to see. No one was around. Let me tell you this story and you tell me what we do. So this teen, let's get his name, Jose Romanis. He's a 19-year-old criminal justice student, college student in New Mexico. The dude finds 135 grand. He's a criminal justice student? Exactly. What are the odds? (laughs) So Jose, our good friend Jose that we're going to be talking about right now, he's at the ATM like we've all used the ATM before. He looks to his right and he sees a bag of money just sitting there next to the machine. How much money was in this bag? $135,000. Okay? Now, again, I asked at the beginning of this segment, what would you do in this situation? So what's the first thing you do? First thing you do is probably look around. Yeah, you look around. You're like, who the hell's around here? What the hell's going on here? Then what? What do you do? Then you inspect the bag. You inspect the bag. You pick it up. You You see a lot of money in there. You don't start counting it right now. No, no, you just see blocks of money. If it's that bag right there, it's yeah, you just see a go, dude. There's the bag. You know how they say secure the bag. Homie secured the bag. So what did he do next? And I want to find out what you guys would do next. What did he do? He called the popo. Uh, Called the police. I got a bag of a lot of money here. The police said, we're on our way. So the bag was accidentally apparently left by an ATM worker who forgot to fill the yeah. machine. Probably yep. was high. <laughs> I definitely was or, high. Or or had much bigger plans. Yeah. <laughs> like this or guy, stole the rest of the money. <laughs> this guy, no, this guy, this guy left the 135K and his buddy was going to come pick it up. And now this little 90-year-old yeah. squeeze. Ruined the ruined Ocean's the 15. Scheme. Damn it. Yeah, damn it. Freaking Jose every yeah. time. You know, I worked at a bank and I knew exactly that was what happened. Because that's a, that's how you get it. And so then you you package it. You fill up the ATM like that. And that's yeah. only 50s. Okay, so you worked at a bank. Yeah, yeah I, I worked at a bank. We ever, have you ever dealt with like no, hundreds thousands of dollars? Oh, 100%. But you have. It's always in a group of two so that something like this Ooh. doesn't happen. Did so. you ever look at the person you have? Come on, bro. It's the cameras, dude. It's just there's. I'm so paranoid. I'm like, there's no chance. I find yeah, $135,000. I'm like, there's no chance, dude. You're always being watched. There's just no chance. Big Brother's watching. 100. Always. There's always some sort of okay. CCTV. So Jose, he called the cops. Would you have called the cops? Uh, what would you yes. have done, dude? I would have done. You're exactly calling 911. This is the problem, though. I think we need to build. We, there needs to become. A, there needs to be a structure for this. However much money you find, you get 10 percent because something needs to happen like that to make it actually worth your while. Yeah. Well, what happened to finders keepers? Well. <laughs> that was David. I like that finders keepers, that, losers weepers. What would you have illegal. done, David? Well, here, here, okay. So I would have been paranoid, right? Oh man, the good paranoia, though. <laughs> I don't know. I would have said. Uh, I mean, obviously, oh, turn it into the cops. But it's like, well, someone left their bag here. Well, speaking of the ten percent, let's see what this guy got because he called the police. They obviously took the money. Right. They the police. Who clap, knows what the police right? they did? Clap, they, they clap. They go, "Well done, yeah, buddy. well done, buddy." He yeah. got a cla- number Thanks, one. He got yeah. a round of applause. <laughs> yeah, which does not like, pay the bills. Right. Exactly. Here's what he got. He was called a community hero by the police. Mm, worthless, by yeah. the way. Yeah, that, that's no not, money there. Hey, community hero. All right, everyone, break. Okay, right. cool. The mayor and the police chief held a ceremony to officially thank him. Hey, buddy, thank you. Thanks. All right, boys. done. Thanks, Jose. Yeah. He's out. 
Get this. Get this. He got several gift cards to local restaurants. <laughs> now that is what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Well, was Chipotle. Yeah. And I, then get this. Talking about big money, he got a five hundred dollar scholarship. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars scholarship. No, that's that's not five thousand. No, that's offensive. It's it's like at that point, just don't give me. Yeah, a don't give me anything, bro. Okay. And then here's the here's the here's the kicker. An iTunes gift card. Yeah. <laughs> Season tickets to the University of New Mexico football games <laughs> with a bunch of sports paraphernalia. Dude, that's not bad. Dude, what if and you is it, is it paraphernalia or memorabilia? Because paraphernalia sounds like an illegal thing. <laughs> exactly. Memorabilia, sports gear. In fact, memorabilia. Gear. Yes, yeah. paraphernalia. Fa- fa- uh, yeah. Okay. Not bad if you're going if you're getting Alabama season tickets, right? Hey, or but Jose, Jose University L- of Miami or Michigan. New Mexico season tickets? They're not even a ranked team. That's where he lives, dude. I got that part. That's where he goes to school. That's like giving me season tickets to CFIU. I could, I'm good. I'm good, bro. So now I got to waste every Saturday of my life now I because I found money? This? What am I going to do with this? Anyway. Right. So uh, Marcelo, actually, he's not only our, com- our in-house comedian, writer, joke teller. He is our legal expert. I said, what are the legal ramifications on this? He said, I'm on it, Sauce. Here's what he found out. He says, yes, obviously, you know, it's not 135 grand, but it is better than, you know, going to jail. After all, he is a criminal justice major. And Marcelo found this, quote unquote, if you find a significant amount of money, check your local laws or contact an attorney or the police. If a law requires that you turn over money you have found to the police and you do not do so, you could be charged with larceny or theft. Why? If dun, they just dun, find dun, dun, money? And it has to, well, each state has their minimum. They're like, their minimum. So if it's right. over, it's, it's usually between $500 and $1,000. So if you find anything more than that in most states, you have to tell somebody or you go to jail. Because this is my mentality. Or I go to jail. Right, yeah, yeah. Because Real this quick, kid- real quick, just so we get some feedback and we can keep talking. If you keep the money, you're keeping the money, give a thumbs up. I want to see some thumbs up. If you said, no, I don't like this karma. Right. This ain't for me. This ain't what I'm trying to do. Thumbs down. Yeah. You're not keeping the money. Yeah. We're going to be checking and the comments. Not, David's the, on that. It's not just the money. It's $135,000. Yeah. 420 Cafe with Brojo commented, lesson, keep the money. Keep the money. <laughs> I got to tell you. You would have kept it. the money? Save that money. <laughs> okay. So him, You would have grabbed the bag of not, money. Okay. Let's let's back up. Let's just talk about Jose and let's talk about ourselves here. Okay, go ahead. So we're all clear here. So there's Jose. He's staring at the money. What do I do? The police are about to show up. Now I got five minutes they show up. I'm 19. I'm 19. I got yeah. the rest of my life. He says, you know how they say WWJD? What would Jesus do? Uh-huh. Sure. He thought WW, my parents do. He thought about his parents. This is like a good... Young Hispanic male, 100%. good family, His are probably good grooming, good grooming. He says, "quote unquote," my parents always taught me to work for my own. Stolen money would never last you. Steal anything, anytime. I agree. I agree. I'm with his parents. So dude. here is a situation where David, man, the thumbs up, the thumb down. One second. Here's a situation where me, I've got some money. A hundred grand isn't going to change my life to the point where I'm living a whole new life. However, hundred grand. Angel on my shoulder saying, "Yeah, do something good, help people, make sure this money goes to its rightful owner. Maybe it goes to a, a philanthropic endeavor. Then the devil, let's fucking party, bro. hundred grand. Let's do it. You're going to buy this. You're going to go out. You're going to have a party. You, get, you know, I think all of us, 
are dealing with the angel and devil. Nobody yeah. says 100. percent We yeah, have but, a lot of thumbs you up know, in the chat. We got a lot, of, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of thumbs up, man. There's like thumbs, thumbs up thumbs if down. you're keeping the money. Dude, thumbs down if you're turning it in. Someone, what if, what David, if you take that money and put it straight into Bitcoin? Does anybody even know what happened? Like, is that just ooh. like the ultimate way to get away with yeah. it? That's a, that's the ultimate. Way. Oh my that's God. the way to get yeah, away I with think it, that's right? The way. But this is my per- my perspective: is if I'm his parents, right? I'm I'm this guy's parents, and I'm, we're immigrants. Yeah, I'm pissed. If you there kidding. is nothing more valuable than freedom. So this kid takes that 135k, he runs away with it, and it's under his bed. Next thing you know, the whole family's arrested for aiding and abetting. Ooh. Now we worked all our life to get to America, and this kid just took it from us because he couldn't keep his hands in his pockets. <laughs> wow, spoken from a Latino my, man whose I'm, mom escaped communism. 100%. And it all's freedom, bro. 100%. I am, I am speaking for all those immigrant parents out there that would say the same thing. Call the police because you get caught for that money. Well, hold on. Your family, half Cuban, half Dominican, right. 24 years old. Right. David. Yeah. 25 years old. Yeah. 100% Colombian. Colombian. Yeah. Immigrant family. Correct. You're keeping the money, bro. I, I agree with... with <laughs> you keeping the money, bro? No, no, listen, what you doing with the money? I Listen, uh, Marcelo has a point. My my, my mamita would say... <laughs> yes, she would. And she'd be right. Should you know, return the money. Um, you but it's, you know, that money... that You're not stealing anything. You're not taking anyone's money from their accounts. That money is insured. I worked at a bank. That oh, money's insured. Oh, good point here. This yeah. is where we have our local bank teller, hey, David Bada, in hey, the house. We got robbed. That's why they. That's what they tell you when you're... Uh, it's called the FDIC. Yeah. You, you're getting yeah. robbed. They're like, give them everything. That money's insured. Okay. Yes. Bro, you left the bag out? That's your problem. Anyway, this is one of... <laughs> That's my solution. <laughs> this guy's laughing so hard, yeah. I think we should call Jorge, the cops. Uh, you, 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 <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down, Jorge? You keeping the money or you calling the cops? He's, He's keeping, keeping the, the money! money! Anyway. You guys are going Jose. to jail, bro. I'll bail you out. Here, I'll bail here's you the out. lesson here, you know? It's it's not not everything's black and white. You find 135 grand. Some things are Latino. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Some things are brown. Yes. So uh, good deeds can go viral. You Dude, can. This guy got gypped. <laughs> this this, guy, this got guy got a round of applause and some season tickets yeah, to the got, Mexico <laughs> Lobos football. And he yeah. got featured on the Sauce Cast. I mean, <laughs> seriously, this guy got nothing for this. This guy, he's. Oh he, man, poor kid. He had a hundred and thirty-five kidney. If gave I'm it away. if I'm freaking New Mexico University, I want to promote this story as much as possible. These are the kind of students we have here. I give a little kid a scholarship, pay for his. They did. It was five hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's a five hundred dollars scholarship. Go fuck Here, yourself. Buddy, there's a five hundred dollars oh credit God. to our cafeteria. Jose, if you end up hearing this, we'd love to speak with you. Jose Romanis, nineteen year old criminal justice student out of New Mexico. Half our audience thinks that you're a freaking loser, bro. Half our audience respects you. So, poor kid. Poor uh, kid. No, man. No, not poor kid. <laughs> Not poor kid at all, dude. He could have invested into Bitcoin. But he's lucky, bro. We'll he's talk lucky about to, Bitcoin. He's lucky in a to be here. He's a student. He's anyway. It. We're having fun on the Sauscast today. We're about an hour in. We might not be able to cover everything today. We're flowing. We got banter. We got a lot of good stuff. Let's get back to our next story. Next story. So speaking of handling money, David. Yeah. Who do you think is better with money? Who do you think is a better investor? Okay. Men. Yeah. Or women. Uh, the obvious. Uh, I'm gonna say women, because that's the obvious one. You didn't sell be... me on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't come off confident. Well, I think 
I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is that? Uh, men. Um, Full disclosure, your gut's telling you men, though. Yeah, of right. course. Okay. But I will. Full disclosure. Men have been in the driving seat of investing historically. Yes. 100%. Men or women, better investor. Now, apparently, there's some new uh, data mm -hmm. that has come out that confirms, research now confirms. That women nah, I told you. are better investors. I told you. This is a market watch story. So Fidelity, who I actually uh, invest with, they're one of the investing platforms that I use, they did a study of 5 million of their customers and their investing habits in the stock market over the last 10 years. And here's what they found. On average, women outperform men by 40 basis points, which is 0.4. So for those of you that are not familiar with what basis points are. It's basically a unit of measurement in finance, and it equals one one-hundredth of a percent. So one percent equals a hundred basis points. It's just a fancy, elaborate term of saying percentage, you know, because with the percentage, you got to move the decimals sure. over. We all get it. So they outperform them by 40 basis points. It's a pretty big deal. So here's what they uncovered about the women. So this is a segment. Shout out to the women investors out there. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to the ladies. Who run the world? Girls. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, just let them do it. Yes. Go for it, David. So here's what they found out. So they said, in addition to investing in your retirement accounts, a lot of people have that. A lot of people have 401ks. In addition to having what is called a emergency fund, we talked about that on the last episode, the importance of having cash saved up, you know, cushion, emergency fund, ready day fund. They said, then what do you do with the money? Okay, you've got your 401k, your IRA, you got your cushion. Then you got extra savings. What do you do with the money? Here's what they found. Overall, two-thirds of women are investing their money in addition to their retirement accounts and emergency fund. Crazy numbers for the ladies. And what group of ladies do you think is leading the way? Old ladies? Middle-aged ladies? Younger ladies? Gen Z girls? Who do you think is investing the most? Which segment of the lady population in America? C, young ladies. <laughs> C, young ladies would be right. The answer is female millennials. Boom. They're crushing it. 71% of female millennials, that is age 25 to 40, oldest millennial here, but not female, for the record. <laughs> I'm just right saying, shout out, ladies. 71% of the females doing that with their money, investing uh, their yeah. money. 67% of Gen X, which are ages 41 to 56, generally speaking. And then 62% of the baby boomer ladies, age 57 to 75. So what's the message here? The younger you are. The more knowledge you have. We talked about this all the time. Finance, 50% knowledge, 50% behavior, right? Right. Millennial women crushing the game, crushing the game. And where are they putting this money, mm. one would want to know, in addition to their retirement accounts or saving, saving up cash. 63% of them are putting it into mutual funds and ETFs. That's 63% of the money. 50% are putting it in money market and CDs that is low risk. That is low risk. I don't even know if that's investing. That's uh, better than saving. 24% are putting into environmental and sustainable investments, pro-environment. 
And the kicker here, 23% putting in crypto. So the women are investing is what I'm saying here. And this is a boom, right? Since 2018, it's been This a is boom. big. This is up, as far as the investing goes, it's up 50% Hell yeah. since 2018. Ladies are basically like, yeah, we were doing good in 2018. Double it up, 50% more. We're investing. So Well, since then, investing has become almost like we talked about. Uh, it's kind of like Tinder. It's almost just on your phone. It's and on it's your like, phone, all the cool quick. kids. And it does seem to me that the reason they're better investors is because their losses are not as great because they are not as gambly as men are. Mm. I think men are much more willing to gamble the money. Let it run! I want to see the male versus female chart on who invested in Dogecoin. I want to see how many of the people that lost money in Dogecoin are Mm. men and how many are women. Dogecoin, Shiba Inu, all this bullshit, the casino, whatever they're like... When it comes to gambling, I think it's a man's game. And I think these women are, I mean, as you can see here, most of these investments that you talked about, they're low-risk investments, wouldn't you say? They're not, like, throwing their money in, like, random individual stocks. Well, crypto would be being the one. Crypto would be the of, riskiest yeah, one, right? Yeah, it's uh, 23%. Which is, Here's what I'll say to that. Mm. Good point. Because women it's my theory. in relationships that, uh, tend to go. be the more emotional. emotional. That's what I was going to say. Where men tend to be more logical. And that goes against. But when it comes to money, whew, women understanding it, it's not a get-rich-quick yeah. game, maybe. Guys, y'all gotta make that money, bro. I just all about the money, bro. Where women right. are like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just investing, yeah. you know? So maybe... And you see that in sports, too. I can only speak of you know soccer, because that's the one where I kind of follow both. Women, sometimes you'll see the national team, for instance, Colombia, the women's team is sometimes way better than the men's, and because mm. the men's kind of just sometimes get way too emotional. And USA on, soccer, bro. The bro, women are the best. There Man, you go. What the hell's going on there? A, perfect example. Why? Because yeah. women are thinking less emotionally and less like, brute force and more mm-hmm. tactically, and there's more. Shout out to the ladies out there. Here's a couple other stats for you. Um, they asked the ladies, what keeps you up at night? Okay, <laughs> other than David... David's mustache. Whoa. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> what keeps you up at night? 32% of women said not earning enough money. So one out of three women not earning enough. 37% said debt. I think we all yeah, have to deal with uh... that. I don't think that's just a lady thing. Uh, 50% worry about their long-term finances, a.k.a. while they're investing. The good news is 52% are planning to create a financial plan for their goals, to reach their goals for this upcoming year. So anyway... Like Marcelo made, uh, made me point out, this is the women investors are up 50% since 2018. Women are investing more. So, again, not as emotional with investing as maybe, you know, women get the knock for in real life. The bottom line is, g- good for you ladies out there. You're crushing it. You go, girl. Right. This is where I'm at with this. I'm, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. Keep it up, ladies. Who run the world, David? Girls. Who run the world? Girls. Okay. Right. Marcelo, your mom, I know she's a gangster in the gangster. in the real estate world. Yeah, savage. You got a lot of respect for your... Uh, 100%. Speaking of savage... Bougie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, it's true. I think so, too. And I also yeah. think that um, when it comes to them like setting goals and whatnot, I was thinking about this, and I'm thinking about doing this on stage eventually, but the idea that when your boy, like your homie, goes, yo, dog... I'm about to get in the gym starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get huge. You go, okay. Yeah. All right. But when a girl says something like that, they usually follow through. Like, I think when it comes to following through on their word, I think women are, are much more follow through than guys. Yeah, men are garbage. Guys, guys are more talk <laughs> yeah. than women. I think women are like, 
listen, I'm going to invest reasonably, you know what I mean? Then they actually do it. Men are like, I'm going to invest reasonably. Then they put $30,000 in Dogecoin, and they don't know what happened. <laughs> so we conclude, guys, that uh, we are emotional, and we don't stick to what we say. With, with finances, maybe. That's what it is. Anyway, shout out to the ladies out there. If you're a lady watching the show, we are proud of you. Keep it up. Save that money. So you can invest that money. Say it all the time. Let's get into our next topic right here. we got about 20 minutes left before we wrap up. So some of these segments might go quick, including this one. This is one of those segments where we call financial advice for, for the dummies. dummies out there. Mm. The goal is financial intelligence. Sometimes the dummies out there don't know certain things. So I don't know if you know this or not, but a lot of inflation is out there these days. Came out and said 6% this year. Year over year, 6% inflation. So your bank account lost 6% of its purchasing power. Let's break down what that means. So money, as they say, is a tool. It's just a tool or a financial instrument to get what you want. It doesn't right. actually have value. It's the value you can get from it, right? It's based on what the money can buy. It's a medium of exchange. Yeah. So that money went down 6%. You can mm. buy 6% less stuff. So if you have a bank account and you've got – let's take some actual examples here – in your bank account, you've got ten grand. You think, cool, I'm chilling on ten grand right there. That's only purchasing power of ninety four hundred dollars. If you've got a hundred grand in the bank, what's up, baby? You're that dude, Jose. Say, found a hundred grand. He's got a bag, hundred grand. It purchasing power ninety four percent. And then it went okay? down when he called the cops. And then it went down big time when he called the cops. So inflation is real, 6%. You know what's going on. Obviously, I'm all about save that money, save that money, save that money, save that money. Get to a cushion where you're comfortable and then invest. I say this all the time. 90% of my wealth, Mr. Save That Money guy, is in the market, is in finances, is investments. I'm getting that compound interest. Let that Ooh. thing grow. And some of the reasons why, you know, obviously after you have a cushion, where can you put the money? Now, savings accounts pay zero, zero. I mean, point, with basis points we talked about, 0 0.0012, 0 0.004. Oh, we got a new savings account. We're giving you 0 0.03 now. Okay, great. It's paying next to nothing. Right. Bonds, old people got bonds. Rich people got bonds. If you're looking to grow your money, bonds ain't the play. Treasury bills, government bonds, T-bills, paying like 1.5% next to nothing. Traditionally, gold, which is a good, um, what's the word, hedge, Hedge against inflation. That's actually been flat the past year. But the stock market, baby, it's been up over 10% for the last decade. This year to date, 16%. We talked about this uh, yeah. before. And Bitcoin and crypto to the moon. So the goal is to have enough money in cash that you can move from being in debt to being a saver to being an investor. Red light, yellow light, green light. Red light is debt. Right. Yellow light, saving, green light, investing to the moon. And you know, what does the great Warren Buffett, Buffett said about being inflation proof? He says, be the best at what you are. Be the absolute best, whether you're a producer, whether you're a dentist, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a politician, whatever it is. Being inflation proof is being the best at what you do. He says, the best investment is in yourself. So if you guys are listening out there and you're getting out of debt and you're saving that money, you're on the right track. You've done two out of three. Now it's time to invest, baby. So that's that. Quick thoughts on that, David, before we move on. No thoughts. 6%. Thought. It's 
obviously PBD did a video on this that he released. It's, it's on YouTube, but yeah, it's it's scary. It's something that um, you don't want to see, especially. I mean, you're not surprised coming out of a pandemic, kind of seeing this, but it's also not all the money printing, all the money printing, all the stimmies that are out there. It's scary. I wish I had like uh, you know more knowledge to give a better opinion, but it's just it's obviously something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see, and I don't want to see again. Yeah, but I'm sure I will. Marcelo, I know you're working hard to get to the 10 grand level, not to put your business on the street. You're getting close, but what happens if you were to find out that your 10 grand is actually only 9,400? I wouldn't care. All right. <laughs> no, um, my <laughs> no. Honestly, I think that um, I have a much, I have a long term plan. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm that. not thinking about inflation at all right now. I'm in a place in my business where all I'm thinking about is getting more work and getting my product better and making my business AKA better. A.K.A. being the best at what you do. Yeah, I'm just trying to become the best at what I do. Yes. I don't care about inflation. I don't care about investments. I don't care about the stock market. I'm trying to become the best comedic personality Tunnel I can. Tunnel vision, baby. Let and me tell you something, Hopefully Marcelo, that'll pay off. There's a part of me that's like, ah, oh, this kid, I don't know about inflation, but there's a part of me that actually agrees with you. Right. We can't control the freaking inflation. It is what it is. Right. Yeah. You know, we talk about it. We spend an hour on it on PBD Podcast. I'm thinking, guys... It is what it is. What are we going to do about it? You yeah. can control what you can control. Right. I mean, Danielle, Danielle DiMartino Booth is an economist. She can maybe actually control some of this stuff. I don't know what she can do. But like your perspective, there's not a lot you can do to control inflation. Save that money. Get out of debt. Invest that money. Yeah. Speaking of investing that money, let's move on to the crypto corner. Woo! Let's move on to the crypto corner. Yeah. Crypto, as we all know, is taking over. Mm. It's taking over society. It's taken over Fortune 500 companies. Big banks are getting involved in crypto. And now sports in America is getting taken over by crypto. Did you hear what happened in L.A., David? No, tell me. Oh, my God. Do you know where the Lakers played? Do you know where the Clippers played? Do you know where the L.A. Kings played? Staples Center. They did play at the Staples Center. Now, pardon me. In the next month, the Staples Center will now be named the Crypto.com Arena. That is, David just walked off the show. He is pissed. No, because you didn't say we were going to talk about that. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, you have the link, David. Sorry. We I'm can a, pull I'm a bit shocked little here. shooketh right now. So for the last 20 years, since 1999, so 21-plus years. Crypto.com? The Lakers in L.A., Clippers as well. I think they're getting their own <laughs> arena, too. Yeah. Um, and the L.A. Kings, for our hockey fans, they have played at a place called the Staples Center. Bonus points for where they played before the Staples Center. Bonus points before the, the Staples office Center. Office Depot. I have no clue. <laughs> no, no clue. They played at the Great Western Forum, where Mike, uh, uh, Michael, where Magic Johnson used to ball out. The mm. Forum. The Forum. Yeah. Okay. okay. There it was. So if you ever watch those. So now the Staples Center is going to be renamed the Crypto.com Arena. So this is the richest, the richest um, naming rights deal. In sports history, $700 million. Do 700 divided by 20 real quick. Uh, the 20-year naming, uh, the, the naming rights agreement makes the Singapore-based Crypto.com the official cryptocurrency platform of the L.A. Lakers and the L.A. Kings. $700 what is it? million divided by 20? 12. Yes, yes, tw- by 20, by 20, sorry. 35 million. 35 million bucks a year is what they're paying. Jesus. 
Bingo, bango. It's funny too. Crypto.com. It sounds like what an old person, how an old person would try to learn about Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what do I do? Just go to crypto.com? <laughs> like, it sounds like a joke, dude. Sounds like a joke. It's a seven hundred million dollar joke. Right. That's it's like going not on a joke LA. at all. Not a joke <laughs> at all. They are taking over the richest naming rights deal <laughs> like in my sports history. Seven hundred million. Our friend David over here did the math. Seven hundred divided by. 20 35 million bucks a year i'm wondering if they're paying that in cash or in bitcoin so you know how much uh the staples center 20 years ago when they did their deal they signed for 20 years 1999 so a little over 20 they paid 120 million okay oh, wow 100 do 120 divided by 20 uh so they they got the naming rights in 1999 six it's six million dollars a year so six million twenty years later is now thirty-five million dollars a year. Real estate that has appreciated. That is huh? appreciated. That Staples yeah. Center is now the crypto.com center. And just like perfect timing, perfect timing, the name change will take place on Christmas Day, December twenty-fifth, while the LA Lakers take on the Brooklyn Nets. So during that game, Christmas Day, biggest day in the NBA other than the finals. Biggest game. All the, exactly. Biggest games. Crypto.com. Coming to you live from the Crypto.com arena. Let's hear your announcer voice. Who wants to do it? Coming to you live from the Crypto.com arena. The Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. There it was. So now, uh, Jeff, have you heard of this crypto stuff, Jeff? <laughs> now I have heard of it, James. Uh, it does seem to be some sort of witchcraft. I do think so as well. <laughs> I think it is witchcraft. Let's focus on the game. I think All that's right, what's gonna there goes LeBron James. For so you know LeBron's gonna get involved in this. Oh. He's gonna be playing at Crypto.com. You don't think they're gonna have a little LeBron? I don't NFT know. I've never seen come out. You I've never think... seen LeBron in a Staples commercial. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know how close these people are to the. <laughs> well, because Staples ain't exactly that cool. Yeah, yeah. Crypto.com is. Yeah. Let's talk about how uncool Staples is. A little takeaways for you. Whether you like it or not, crypto's coming into your life. Whether 100%. you like it or not, it's coming to you. I don't like crypto. I live in LA. I'm not messing with crypto. Uh, where's the game tonight? Crypto.com Arena. Shit! <laughs> There it is. Yeah, okay. you can't escape it. Yeah, I mean. That bubble's I'm, closing. Big time Heat fan. Love Miami Heat. My dad took me there since 1988 when I was a little little young boy. to sit on his lap at the game. Now, the American Airlines Arena is now the FTX Arena. Yeah. A different comp competing crypto exchange to Crypto.com. FTX owned by billionaire 29-year-old Sam Bankman-Fried. Mm -hmm. uh, absolute genius. So Miami used to be American Airlines, now the FTX Arena. L.A. used to be the Staples Center, soon to become Crypto.com. MLB, have you not seen FTX all over the World Series? FTX was everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay? Premier League, you're a, you're a soccer guy. Yeah. Do you not see with eToro all over Tottenham and Southampton and Newcastle, these teams? Yeah. You've not seen eToro yeah, and crypto companies? Yeah. Okay, but now it's but crypto is what change I'm saying. Stanford Bridge to the goddamn Ethereum Stadium. That's the day football died. <laughs> <laughs> That's the day. But it's coming, man. Yeah. So you talk, you talk, joked about Staples. You never saw LeBron in a in a Staples commercial. No. A little, I did a little fact checking on Staples. Obviously, they're known for office supplies, pens. And school supplies, pens, and uh, grabadora. What's a grabadora? It's a stapler. It's a stapler. <laughs> for all my friends out, that's my favorite Spanish hey. word. 
By the way, they've been a struggling company. It probably wasn't the best investment for them to invest into the Staples Center. 20 years ago, who knows? 20 years ago. Well, I'm telling you right now, since 2017, they went from a public company to a private company. Yikes. They got sold. Yeah, that's not They're struggling. Thing. Their numbers have been going down. Staples is the past. Crypto is the future. Staples, American Airlines. I mean, they're replacing a lot of big companies that have been around for a very long time. I'm no expert, but I might put some money in crypto now, huh? <laughs> I mean, it does seem to be yeah, a it pretty seems popular. To be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's with all these stories. Like, it's legitimizing Bitcoin. Dude, yeah. Bitcoin cannot be more legitimate. We're there. We're there. Yeah, all, right. all right. People have been second guessing it. So anyway, you might put some money into Bitcoin and money into crypto. The question now is, how rich is crypto making people? Mm. Is it rich enough to quit your job? Check out this story right here. How many people do you think have quit their job because of crypto wealth in the last two years? How many people? Take a guess. Take a guess. Take a quit guess. Quit their job. Quit their job on making money wealth? on crypto. Yes. I'll give you a percentage. 2%. Of what? Well, you can't give a percentage. Of Americans, I'm assuming? Oh, of yeah. Americans. Yeah, like a percent. Give a number. I don't know. Fucking 100 people. No, 100,000 <laughs> people. Hundred. How about your 100,000? I see your 100,000 and I raise you 6 million people. Okay. Six million people. Do six million divided people? by three hundred and thirty million. Jeez. Six million. How many current population in the United States? Three thirty or three sixty million? That's what I was about to ask. Okay. Three hundred thirty million. Yo no yeah. sé matemáticas. Divided by what? Six million. Six million coming up. Fifty-five. No, it's not. No, 55. man. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> you have the number. What's Get the number? That, I don't know. Six million divided by the population, three hundred thirty million. So six oh, million people in the U.S. workforce have quit their jobs after making more <laughs> money from crypto than their low-income jobs. This is a survey by intelligence firm Civic Science. You get a number for me? Point zero one eight. So six million divided by three hundred twenty billion million. Jesus, David. So it's it's one percent. It's one percent. Okay. It's I'm almost two percent. Sure almost two okay. percent. Yeah. Almost two percent. Boom. So I hit it right on okay. the first step. Here are the stats yeah, on this. We're you know uh, sorry for the numbers guys over here. Six million people have quit their jobs. Quote unquote low paying jobs is what they're calling it. I don't know if fifty grand is a low paying job, but basically, after acquiring all this crypto wealth, here are some stats for you. Eleven percent. They obviously this is a survey. 11% of the 6,700 respondents, people who were surveyed, admitted to having to quit their jobs or knowing someone who quit their jobs after gaining, quote-unquote, financial freedom from crypto. We'll see what financial freedom is. 64% who quit their jobs say they were earning below $50,000. Can I get a link here? Yes, sir. 53% said they knew somebody who quit for the same reason. So basically people know people that are quitting 54% that crypto has made them wealthier in the past five years. No shit. And then get this. You always hear that millennials are going to be the first generation that is not going to be as wealthy as their parents. You've heard this before. Yeah. Every generation in U.S. history, the kids <laughs> have been ended up wealthier than their parents. That's, yeah. that's the beauty of capitalism in the United States of America. But you hear that millennials are not going to be that generation because of student debt, the economy, the housing, all that. Get this number. 58% of millennials and Gen Z say they believe they believe they will be wealthier than their parents because of crypto. Crypto is changing the world. Yeah. Crypto is here and it ain't going anywhere. Every day it's more commenting more on the life. survey. Shark Tank, a friend of the show, Mark Cuban says, "Wow. 4% is the number. 4% of people in the USA 
have quit their jobs because of crypto gains, and the vast majority made under the $50,000 benchmark. Now we now well, now we know why so many people quit low-paying jobs, and this was before the latest run-up right here. So this is pretty damn wild. Right. Now, if you're 24 years old, you're making 48 grand a year, you're pulling in $4,000 a month, or even less, making 30 grand a year, startup job, you got this crypto wealth, you got unemployment because you quit your job or you got laid off because of, right. of COVID, and then they're giving you stimmy checks, why the hell would I go back to work? That explains so much, okay? I was making 30 grand a year working at Amazon. I invested in Dogecoin and Bitcoin three years ago. I was making 30 grand a year. Now I'm sitting at home. I'm getting unemployment checks. You've given me stimulus checks. And the $5,000 I invested in Bitcoin is now $50,000. And you want me to go back and work for your fucking $15 an hour? Right. <laughs> Not happening. So it's understandable. We hear about the inflation. We hear about the unemployment. We hear about the macroeconomics of what's going on in America. A lot of it is because these young people are saying, I ain't going back to your shitty ass job. Here's the flip side, though. How long can that last? So if you're used to making 40 grand a year, now you're $50,000 richer, how long is that crypto wealth going to last? A year? Exactly. Two years? Right. And we all know that even if 50 grand is in your account, 100 grand is in your account, you ain't paying rent with that because you can only acquire the money when you sell. Right. So if you sold and now you're cash strong, you don't have any much crypto, now you're using all that money. Maybe you're investing and reinvesting. I don't know. So the question is, how long can you live off this crypto? Not that long, unless how? you've made hundreds of thousands of dollars wow. or millions of dollars. So you better have a um, a plan, yeah. as they say, to get back into the workforce. And that we talked about on the PBD podcast, when you said your last job was in 2019 and now it's 2022, what the have you been doing for three years? Right. What are you going to put on your resume? Don't undermine the importance of work. Work is like you can't just sit around all day doing nothing, unemployed, smoking weed, looking at your crypto gains. At some point, you're going to have to find a profession. At some point, you're going to have to be an expert in anything. Unless you're one of these crypto guys that made literally a billion dollars off crypto, you're going to have to work again. I don't think these people are stupid and don't understand that maybe they're just not thinking long term they're thinking for right now i'm just gonna sit back right. collect my checks watch my ethereum games or, or gains or dogecoin or shibu inu or bitcoin and just kind of chill for a little while and you know what i don't blame them but you better have a long-term perspective thoughts marcelo i agree i think um everybody's trying to not work <laughs> Is yes. what it seems to be. People are like, crypto's gonna be my ticket, baby. Bitcoin, now I don't have to work anymore. It's like, no matter what happens, you're probably gonna have to work again. So I think the people that are really winning, the people that are really, really winning in crypto, mm -hmm. are the ones that invested in crypto, whatever they were willing to lose, 10, 15%, whatever. If they're crazy, 20, 30%, they took a big risk. Crypto went to the moon and they kept working their job. Yeah. And they kept grinding and kept grinding and got better at their job while their money was working for them, while they were sleeping at night. Those are the people that are really winning. The people that went into crypto and was like, this is my ticket out, it's like, 
Some of them are going to make it, right? They're going to be crypto traders for the rest of their life, and then that's just going to be their thing, like day traders for stocks. <clears throat> it's a scary life to live, huh? When it's this easy, you got to ask yourself, something's up. Right. When it's this easy, I have a business partner. He's 50 years old. His son is 20. He says, my son and all his friends are just trading crypto. They've got stupid money for a college kid. Right. They've got 20 grand, 30 grand, 50 grand for a college kid. Dude, I think I had $400 to my name when I was in college. So, yes, these crypto gains are awesome. Congratulations. A lot of Gen Z younger guys, that's awesome. But that ain't going to provide you for the rest of your life. You better have some work ethic. Right. You better have some give a fuck level about what you do. Yeah, I think it's important. I I, I don't even think people don't want to work. You know, I don't actually believe that. I think what people don't want, and we covered this, I think, maybe episode three of the SauceCast, mm -hmm. most Americans just don't want to go back to the office. <laughs> they don't want to go back to the fucking restaurant. They want to just work from home. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we'll pay you 15 bucks an hour, and you made your you know, your thousands off of Bitcoin. I th I'll work for, I mean, I think most people would say, yeah, I'll work 15, 17 bucks an hour. If you let me work from home. Yeah, I'll work. I don't give a shit. I'll that work hybrid from home. life. Yeah. You get that freedom. I think that's what it is. I think most people are down to work. They just want to work from home. And I think episode three was like 60% of Americans would work from home. Like we continue working from home forever. David, locked in, dialed in. Either way, we all agree you got to be working, whether you're making money on crypto or not. At some point, you get it back in the workplace. Um, so some people are living off crypto. Some people got to live off tips. So let's talk about this next story before we wrap up episode 15 of the Sauzcast with our friend Marcelo Hernandez and David Apata, fresh off the boat from New York today. Um, it's about taking your chances or seizing the opportunity when it shows up. Here's a story about good old Shaq. Shaq is in the news every day these days, it seems, when it comes to business, finance, DJ, music, crypto, investments, Shaq Tech. So here's a story. It's just a little more interesting story. So here Shaq goes again. So Shaq, he's a helper. I feel like I feel like everyone would say that Shaq is a man of the people. Yeah. As big as he is, I feel like his heart is just as big. Okay. Uh, you know how he, he he calls himself Superman. Yeah. He wears the little thing. I think he's like Superman of the people. I really do believe that. So he helps people. He helps charities. He helps distressed communities. He helps people in need. And he helps people when he eats. So get this. When Shaq eats out, here's what he does. He says, listen, I tell the staff, I want my food quickly. And the quicker I get it, the bigger tip you're going to get. Imagine if Shaq shows up at your restaurant. Shaq shows up. I'll do the lobster. I'll do the steak. I'll do another lobster and steak. And the quicker I get it, the bigger your tip you'll be. How quickly are you going to get this guy's You know food? what I do? Uh, you know what I do? Right when he tells me that, I go to the chef. And I go, hey, buddy. Shaquille O'Neal sitting at this table, and I'm willing to give you 5% of my tip if you make sure we get it out before anything else comes out here in this whole kitchen. Yeah, I'd say go fuck yourself. This place is packed. I'm not going to – yeah, he can – I don't care. Like, it's just – That's what you would say? You're an idiot. Yeah, I mean, that's also <laughs> – He such, just such came out and called you. Such a shitty thing to say. What? Hey, the faster I get what I ordered, 
The more I'll Well, pay wait you. till you see how the yeah, story ends and you off, tell bro. me. Uh, oh, you're going to tell Shaq yeah, to not, fuck off? Yeah, because it's like, I'm first not of all, rush. Let me tell you something, and First buddy. of all, that's a what normal a, rule of dining. The quicker I get my food, the better your yeah, tip. Yeah, but there are the better you treat better me, the service. The better you treat me, okay. the better I treat you. What do okay, you mean, yeah, but bro? but also, I'm not going to buy your way to the front of the queue. There are people waiting, bro. No. I don't care David, what you've done. you are so wrong. They're not going to... Yeah, you are so it. wrong no, on this one. I don't care. No. No. You may be right on. my life more stressful. You're so just salty because of stressful, Staples Center right now. Stressful. <laughs> stressful. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to give you a, a massive tip if you That's can like work if, for if it. That's like if Saws, when I, we're putting out his content, and we have a bunch of stuff, he goes, hey, the faster you put mine out, the more my... I For go five some... grand, you're not gonna get my short clip out. Yeah, exactly, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah, that you short would. clip. <laughs> that short clip's going out in one minute. A hundred percent. By the way, if I'm if I'm the chef or the waiter, I take the food off some stupid person's fucking plate and give it to Shaq no way. immediately. <laughs> immediately, no way. Shaq shows up. He rules. That's it. <laughs> I'm getting out of this seat right now. <laughs> so he says, "I'm at the restaurants. I'd love to show the people my appreciation." You know, yeah, the quicker the food, the bigger the tip. Them. <laughs> he says, when we get ready to leave, I'll straight up say to the waiter, the server, what do you want? Name your price. Straight up. And the guy in goes, which, in which moment, he, in, in, in which moment, in which, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, he goes, David, he goes, David, I'd like to give you a tip. What do you want? And David goes, what the hell, Shaq? This is so <laughs> I don't want so I don't expect mass- anything from you. This yeah. is so Just give me weird. like 20% and I'm done. Yeah, yeah exactly. Anyway. Uh, your alter ego, this server said, "I'll take four grand." And Shaq goes, "Done, four grand tip, done on a two hundred dollar check, boom, done. Bang. Big, that's the biggest ticket we ever gave." He said, 400 bucks." Why? Because the guy asked. I for think it. you know what? If I'm the chef and the waiter, hey, I'll give you five. Go fuck yourself, bro. I got a whole five. Dude, I don't think anybody believes with you on this one. Nobody's with I you. I don't on this know, one. brother. If I guarantee you. A percentage of the of Shaquille O'Neal's fat ass tip. It's four hundred four thousand dollar tip. God knows how much you're making this evening. You're yeah. the chef. I'm telling you, hey, let's get this lobster on a little quicker because maybe Shaq's gonna <laughs> give us the money for the money. Listen, let me tell you something about Shaq, bro. Crazy. You know how they say? I don't know. I can't money, be bought. They don't. They say money doesn't change you. It reveals who you are. And what this reveals is Shaq is the freaking man, dude. What this what this reveals is Shaq's worth four hundred freaking million dollars at this point. He's giving it out. Yeah, he give Name shit, yeah. your tip. Four grand done. He's he's just <laughs> he's going into Walmart. He's buying people stuff. He was gonna sign a deal with Nike for his shoes. He said, "Nah, you're too expensive. I'm gonna go with Reebok so more people can afford the shoes." Shaq is the Superman of the people, David. Don't be messing with Shaq. Would you guys get tipped out by him or something? <laughs> Shaq paid us five grand to give this segment. Not right yet, now. but I guarantee you something. If if Shaq walks in here today, me and Adam are getting tips, and you're getting nothing. <laughs> Damn, Nada. honestly, it would be kind of hard to be like, well, no, I don't want it because I already said it on the Saucecast. No, I think now as a, yeah, as I'm thinking course. about it, maybe. Now, anyway, shout out to Shaq. Interesting perspective here. Somebody said I agree with David. <laughs> Weird. He One goes, person. I agree with David. There's a story of Giannis going to a restaurant and waiting in line, even though he was offered to cut the line. That's a different story. Okay, I got. Okay, All right. thank you, Kenny. Well played. Anyway, Shaq, no denying the guy's a man of the people. Much respect. Also, to- if Shaq asks you how much money you want on your tip, yeah, why be would you, honest. Yeah, why would you say four grand? What do you mean? Why would you say four grand? I don't know. I'll that probably more. was like how much he owed. I don't. It's, who knows? Exactly. I'm just saying, take that opportunity. Don't walk in and, and, and become Mr. Mother Teresa. No, Shaq, I don't do this for the money. I do it because I love to serve people. 
Get your get your money, bro. If you need a couple grand and you're down, go Shaq. I'll be honest with you, brother. I need two thousand dollars, and he and maybe he won't. You're get getting it, to you, it, but you might get it, dude. And this could happen at any time. Seize dude, the moment. That's, that's the what case. Shoot for All the right, stars. Let's let's move on, and don't forget to tip your waiters. And let's move on. Here's our final story of the day. Then we'll move on to Q and A. We've said we're going to try to keep it an hour. There's no chance it's going to be an hour. Thank you for being with us on the South Southcast. Guess where all the rich people are moving? Where all the freaking rich people are moving? Guess how much Jeff Bezos, currently the second richest man in the world, just bought a house. What state? Um, Florida. Hawaii. Niche. Jeff Bezos just bought a $78 million compound in Hawaii. Okay? $78 million. How do you have $78 million house? What does that even mean? Okay. Uh, Miami, Star Island, L.A., yeah. you know, Calabasas, the Hollywood Hills, you know, the, right. but the real savages, I feel like, are going to Hawaii. Right, Marcelo? That's Thank you for moving. that intro. So he just added another property to his Amazon cart, so to speak. So his lady friend and him, Lauren Sanchez, they bought a 14-acre Maui estate, Maui, Hawaii. It includes a 4,500-square-foot main house, a 1,700-square-foot Guest house because you got to have a guest house, right, obviously. Three guests and a massive ass 700 square foot swimming pool, which includes a fish pond and a private beach. Um, well played, Mr. Bezos. Something tells me that you're gonna be able to afford your mortgage for this one. Golf clap goes to you. But other high profile people are also moving to Hawaii. Who has moved there? None other than our friend Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Shaq is not in Hawaii, he's got to do his stuff on TNT. Zook has a place there. Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Has a, a few places there. Right. He recently, I guess, expanded what he currently owns to a total of 1,300 acres in Kauai. And then Oracle Larry Ellison, one of the more eccentric big tech billionaires, he owns his own island there on the island of Lanai. He owns mm. most of the island. Most of the island. I apologize. There's some part of the island for his staff. And then Queen Oprah also owns a major property in Hawaii. So, look, these are next-level wealthy people buying property in Hawaii, okay? So here's the, here's the game that I want to play before we wrap up. David, you're now worth a billion dollars. Because yeah. we said after 100 episode, episodes, yeah. you're now worth a, a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. You can go move anywhere you want, live anywhere you want. Boca. Where you live in. You're um, moving to Boca Raton, Florida. Anywhere I want. I don't know. Somewhere I could go and watch all the Chelsea games whenever I want. Somewhere in the heart of West London. So you're moving to London. West your London. Your life is based around your Chelsea football that, I, club I do perfect team. world. Yeah, I live in West okay. London, a beautiful apartment. I go and I watch Chelsea every day and I follow them across Europe. Fair enough. Season. Marcelo. Hold on. Before Marcelo. Guys, you're worth a billion dollars. You're Zuck. You're Larry Ellison. You're... Freaking Bezos. You're Oprah. You've got hundreds, a hundred millions of dollars. You can live anywhere you want. Put it in the comments. Where would you live? Marcelo. Marcelo, it is now on you. People are making comments in the comment section. Um, if I could live anywhere in the world, um, I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. Like right now, like I'm mm -hmm. 24 years old. Yeah. I get the Billy and now I can be anywhere. I don't know. I'd probably live in like a penthouse in like New York or something. I like that. That would be a good second option. I'd probably live in a penthouse. I know my York. answer. I know my answer. I'm going to do a half and half approach. Okay. Six months out of the year, straight up, 
Living in South Beach, Florida, buddy. Uh, the best place to be in the world in the wintertime. Right now is wintertime. Six months out of the year. In the summertime, you will not catch me in Miami. You will not catch me in Florida. You will not catch me in the South. I'm traveling. I'm going to New York. I'm going to Europe. I'm taking off, baby. I'm taking off. Three months going in to Marcello, Italy. Three months with three me. months. Three months with you in London. Three months this with guy, Marcelo. This guy, this guy said, where would you live? He didn't say, yeah. could you break down I'm, your life I'm for me? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> this guy's like, I think I might also put some money in Bitcoin. It's like, no, brother. Where would you live? You got a billy. I just said South Beach, but I'm not going to live there all year long. Whatever, dude. Do you think these guys are living <laughs> in Hawaii? Pick, pick a place. Just this guy's in the heart of West London don't in a be, beautiful don't apartment. Be, don't, I'm in a penthouse in New York. You're the only one that gets to travel? Don't be mad that you didn't think about traveling. <laughs> don't be mad. Don't be mad. By the way, this I coming- change my answer. This coming- um, right. This coming out December, speaking of New York, you can catch Marcelo being featured at many of the comedy clubs in New York City. He's going to be at the... Stand Comedy Club. He's going to be at the Stand Comedy Club and the... Uh, comic Strip, hopefully. And the Comic Strip, hopefully. And Sounds certainly not elated. the Grizzly Cer- Pair. No, we'll be at the... We still love the Grizzly Pair. Okay. We got anyway, respect for the pair. Respect to you guys out there. I think the we're brothers. Remember where you came from. Remember where you came from. Let's do a quick little Q&A. We'll answer some of the best questions out there. And then we'll wrap up today. David, If you, while I'm pulling this up, maybe you yeah. can find some of the best places that people want to live while they got that money. Young John said Wuhan, China. I heard it's beautiful in the oh spring. Oh, my God. Um, Wuhan, China, this guy says. Uh, Edder, penthouse suite in Medellin, Colombia. Holy mm. moly. Will L, personally Japan, but it would be fun to... In- okay, next. Dude, Japan uh, would Jerusalem, be Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Dubai, Hollywood Hills. Hollywood Hills. Someone said Fresno, California. Okay, Josh. Rubens in Jerusalem. Salt E. Nuts in Chicago. Great name, buddy. Um, Coffee shot just at penthouse. Somewhere expensive. Tagua says Texas. You gotta, you gotta think outside the box, buddy. I'm with Saz. I like Javier. He says I'm with Saz. Six months, Florida would be dope. Summer's too hot though. Yep. And then you got Josh saying on a private jet and just or a private yacht. Marcelo, he's traveling. All right, let's get into some of this Q and A. I asked on the latest Instagram post that I did on Saz Talks Money Instagram slash Valuetainment. How do you feel about NFTs? How do you feel about NFTs? We've got about 200 respondents so far. What do you think the percentage is on how they feel about NFTs? Is it the future or not a believer? Thoughts. What do you think it's going to be? Go ahead, David. The NFTs, future. Future? What percentage? What percentage? Uh, 60. 60, 40? Mm, don't care. Give a number, Marcelo. Uh, no, man. I don't care about NFTs. Work on yourself. Stop worrying about NFTs and get better no, at your Marcelo job. That's playing. my two cents. 83% said that they believe NFTs are the future. 17% not a believer. Um, answering some of your guys' questions. Will the government, this is from Mateo, will the government regulate crypto? If so, how can that affect the investors? Mm. You better believe some sort of regulation is coming and some sort of taxation is coming. So just be aware of it while we're wrapping things up over here. Uh, that is a concern. Here we go. What number do you stop? Okay, I love this question. It's from Jeremy Clay, my guy. He says, what number do you stop saving money and put that into a brokerage account? And what should you look for in a brokerage account? The method for the madness. Number one, the cushion. For me, it's $10,000 or whatever the number is that you do not have to worry about your bills for a solid six to 12 months. I tend to think more closer to 12. But at some point, you got to move along. We talked about inflation. You got to move on from being a saver to an investor. 
the red light, yellow light, green light effect. Debt is get out of debt, start to save. After you save, start to invest. Go from yellow, go from red to yellow, to verde. Um, I'm trying to buy an M3. I assume that is a Benz or a Beamer. Beamer? That's a Beamer. That's a Beamer. They run about 55K used. How much should I be making a year? Damn. I would say if you're going to spend 55 grand on a car, I mean, you're paying cash for it? Are you making payments? Akon, Akon says you need to have that. It can't be more than, what, 10%, I think he said? Yeah. It's got to be 10% of what you have. So you got to have $550,000. If you're going to buy that cash. If you're going to buy that cash. That seems a little high for me. However, I do agree with Akon. These are depreciating assets. If you're going to be making payments, I would say at most, at most 15 to 20% of whatever you're making or whatever you're worth. At most, making, making, not what you're worth. Um, here's a question from Strength with Purpose. Saz, love your show. 30000 saved up, $17,000 in a CMA maxed out Roth. What's next? Dude, keep contributing to that Roth. That's gangster. You're doing it. Congratulations. At some point, that 30000 in that Roth is going to be $100,000. i have been there. I've done that. I feel you. That 100000 at some point is going to be 200000 Then it's going to be 500000 Then you'll be a millionaire with that type of mentality. Keep it up. Um, a lot of people looking for jobs here at Valuetainment. A lot of people... Um, what REITs would you buy? I like this question. Crazy cool. There's a thing called Fundrise. I actually need to get in touch with these guys. There's a place called Fundrise where you can invest in real estate without actually having to own real estate. Real estate. We got to get in touch with the people of Fundrise. Fundrise. Uh, it's a great investment. REITs. Um, can you talk about the stock market crash and what to do as an investor? Go watch the episode that we did Two episodes ago about the Kiyosaki market crash. Short Stop clips. worrying about the crash and just steady wins the race, my friend. Steady win the race. Um, not related to money, but how does one overcome anxiety? Not a doctor, not pretending to do that, but getting out of your comfort zone. Not easy. We talked about this in networking. Getting out of your comfort zone, not easy. Planning, baby. But your comfort zone will kill you. You got to plan. You got to. Show up. You got to not be nervous. You got to be willing to look foolish sometimes and be uncomfortable. And that's where growth starts to happen. Uh, last question. <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving question. Is turkey overrated? I think turkey is overrated. I'm sorry. I'd rather have steak. I'd rather have it, chicken. I'll, I'll tell I you think what. Turkey's a little overrated. It makes, Go sense. Ahead. It makes sense to me, Sosnik. How old are you now? I'm 40. You're 40. How many Thanksgivings is that? 40. A lot. I'm 24. I still think turkey's good. <laughs> I think it's fun and tasty. That's but right. But when I'm 40, I'm sure I'll be tired of it. I can almost guarantee I'll be tired of it. Thank you, buddy. Um, a couple quick questions. Caleb Prez says, I'm 18 and trying to find a second source of income. Any tips? If you're 18, find one source of income. <laughs> Find one source of income. He's already got one. Double down on that. Make double more down. money with that. If you're 18, I doubt you're making double income unless you're the crypto guy. Get a job. Work hard. Work your ass off. Work. Underrated. Work is Love underrated. work. Love work. Um, 
That's it. A lot of questions. We appreciate the comments. We appreciate responses. Much love, much respect. Marcelo, final thoughts being here on the Sawscast today. Man, thank you so much for having me, Sawsnick. I had a great time. Uh, and to everybody out there, uh, stop worrying so much and uh, work harder. Love that. Uh, that's all. That's all for our Sawscast today. You know where I'm going to leave you with this in a second. That's all for the Sawscast today. Thank you for being. We'll be back next Thursday for Thanksgiving, eating that turkey. So uh, until then, Enjoy your week, enjoy your weekend, and before Thanksgiving, remember to save that money. We out of here.